0: This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, Cheyenne Shah joins us to talk to us all about the newest updates to Astro Control. Well, welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh yeah.
1: NetApp. I love
0: this company. Support. Support.
1: I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the basement of my house and with me today I have Shayan Saha with me. So Shayan, what do you do here at NetApp and how do I reach you?
1: Hey Justin, it's uh, it's great to talk to you after a while. I take care of NetApp's Astra portfolio, which is NetApp storage and data services, uh, which are Kubernetes centric. Um, Astra is our um, Kubernetes data and storage services. It has uh, It's a pretty vast portfolio. I'm the Senior Director of Product Management here, um, been here for a couple of years. It's been a great ride so far. Uh, thanks, Justin, again, for having me here for the podcast.
0: Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Um, so, you know, you're here to talk about Astra Control and the latest updates. But before we yeah. get into that, I would like for you to give me the overview of what is Astra Control?
1: You know, the way I I talk about Astra Control when customers, partners and others ask me about is, uh, you know... Uh, Aster Control provides you an advanced set of data services that you need for your enterprise-grade Kubernetes workloads that are stateful in nature. When I say stateful, that means uh, these applications actually have data and state that that matter. What we have seen with customers is you know, a lot of people get started with Kubernetes very quickly uh, with stateless apps, API servers, and things like that. Uh, and even stateful applications, where they start providing persistent storage to their workloads using a CSI interface, that's all nailed out but right now. That's pretty well ironed and stable. However, uh, when it comes to actually providing, you know, uh, or protecting their applications or providing advanced data services like backup, recovery, disaster recovery, cloning, migration, uh, that's where there is a gap. And, uh, and uh, with Astra Control, we are filling that gap here at NetApp where we provide, uh, I'll say, a rich set of data services on top of, uh, you know, a persistent storage for Kubernetes, which is these days, you know, bread and butter. Uh, everybody does that. But uh, but but having the capability to, to basically have your workload disaster tolerant, um, you know, recoverable after a disaster, whether it's uh, in a local data center or in the cloud, uh, is is something that uh, we are solving here at NetApp with customer feedback, and uh, it's been a very exciting journey helping customers, uh, you know, basically do what they want to do with Kubernetes. Such a powerful platform, really flexible, uh, and running their business critical apps on it, which have data uh, needing protection, needing to be mobile, needing to be portable. So, so in a, in short, Azure Control is our um, you know data services portfolio. Our data data services portfolio for Kubernetes. Uh, It does have two incarnations, um, two variants, uh, I'd say. One is a fully managed variant. We call it the Azure Control Service. This is a service operated by NetApp. Customers can just add their Kubernetes clusters, and and, uh, we discover the apps and and they can manage those apps and protect them. their the apps. they just can consume the service for other customers who have the need for running a self-managed software because of security or privacy reasons or data residency reasons. We have a variant called the Astro Control Center, which is just like any other traditional software uh, stack that you, it's a Kubernetes application itself. You take it in, uh, you run it, uh, we provide releases, you update it, etc. So, So we have it in both forms available and uh, we have customers that want both it's a very rich portfolio that way uh, if you want to uh, if you just want to use a service uh, and not worry bother yourself with how to actually maintain uh, and patch software and upgrade software that is not core to your business uh, then use a service if you have a reason to to kind of actually manage the software yourself or privacy or security or data residency regions use the Astro Control Center variant. So that's uh that's it. It was not a short explanation of what Astro Control Center it is, but but I I hopefully that that clears it up for for folks who are hearing about it for the first time.
0: Yeah it sounds like it's mainly for for backup and disaster recovery and even like moving workload data across different areas, whether it's on-prem or cloud, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. That is correct. I mean it's uh it provides what, at least what what I call or what we call is, you know, application-aware data protection, application-aware data mobility, uh, you know. And in Kubernetes, uh, being application-aware is key because you could protect just the data volumes associated with your application, but that's not going to provide protection for the entire application. Similarly, if you just move the data volumes around from one cluster to another cluster or across to public cloud regions, it's not going to make the application actually portable. You have to move all of the components that make up a Kubernetes application, that includes standard Kubernetes resources like secrets, config maps, replica sets, stateful sets, etc., along with custom resource you know custom resources and CRDs, which are cluster scope resources. So. So kubernetes uh, applications can be pretty complex that way they have uh, a lot of things that you you need to move along or you need to operate on and and it's not just the data volumes that you protect or, or manage that's the way to look at as control and what it does for kubernetes applications
0: so earlier you you mentioned it being application aware and I'm curious how it does that like how does it know which application is which and how does it manage it
1: astro control is intelligent where you know, basically, it can go and discover all of your Kubernetes namespaces that are in a cluster uh, automatically. After that, um, you know, the customer can choose uh, which one they want to manage as an application, and then Astra would would absorb that uh, input and and basically provide customers um, you know a menu of all the options that they have for this application, whether it's backing it up, whether it's taking a snapshot whether it's cloning, et cetera. Um, Astra also, um, you know, is intelligent enough when it sees custom resources or CRs as they're known inside your uh, inside your namespaces, it can follow and figure out what are the cluster scoped uh, resources or the CRDs that are associated with your CRs and, and, and also protect those. So it does that by, you know, by implementing logic, which is making sure, that uh, you know all the things, all the Kubernetes resources that you have in a namespace are accounted for, along with things that could be referencing to, that could be referenced to to as a cluster scope resources. In in addition to it, you know if you want to, if the user wants to arbitrarily define an app, they can always use the concept of labels in Kubernetes by which they can actually apply uh, a label to a set of resources within a namespace and say this is my app, uh, this is my app one as a to another set of labels inside a namespace, which they call, this is my app too, and Aster will manage them both. And, and you'll be able to take a snapshot or backup of, of both uh, you know, separately in a distinct way. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the whole of how astra deals with an application. It, it, it actually uh, takes care and accounts for every resource that's in a namespace, follows back pointers to CRDs that are cluster scoped and allows you to label things within a namespace that uh, you want to define as an app.
0: So I would imagine that the only time you can take snapshots is when the underlying storage is NetApp storage. It doesn't really interact with other provisioners of the storage because we don't have those APIs. Is that is that accurate or does it actually interact with other
1: providers? Uh, it, Astra started with interacting only with uh, NetApp storage, but that was uh, a while back. Uh, We got a lot of feedback from customers is they love what Astra has to offer, but they want the same data management that Astra provides for third-party storage. So Astra now does uh, support, um, you know, cloud, uh, native cloud storage providers, including Azure Discs, Google Persistent Disk, and uh, and, uh, EBS. And in future, it will also support third-party on-prem storage, uh, which is the plan. So, so Astra's goodness is not only limited to NetApp storage, though if you use NetApp storage, you will get super fast snapshots and other, um, you know, snap mirror capabilities that that you cannot use for those other storage providers. But Astra that way is all-encompassing. It uh, It's it's uh, it is supporting... <laughs> Uh, storage providers from third-party vendors that are non-net app. So, so that's uh, that's something that we added uh, based on customer requests, and it has been well received.
0: Now, you you kind of let the cat out of the bag here. Uh, you you talked about SnapMirror, and that's kind of mm-hmm. like the big uh, release for this update, right? So that's that's like the big feature that we we've, we've added. So, talk to mm-hmm. me a little bit about that. Like, what was the driver for getting SnapMirror into Azure Control? Why was it so important?
1: Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. So ever since we have launched Astra, you know, the, the single most important request or the single most highest priority request that we have heard from our customers is when will Astra support SnapMirror as the replication technology for uh, for doing disaster recovery? In, in other words, you know, uh, customers who, who are used to using NetApp SnapMirror technology, they love it. Uh, they love how fast it is and how efficient it is. They want to use it for Kubernetes. And, and in this latest update, um, we did just that. We delivered on that request. Um, Astra now integrates with Snapmir- SnapMirror so that you know one can basically do disaster recovery with very low RPO and RTO across data centers and the cloud. It's a very intuitive UI interface to set it up and support it. So it's uh, something that we are really proud about to deliver to the market. The other thing with, uh, you know, uh, SnapMirror is technology is this is in addition to what we did for, you know, so we already supported backup and restore using uh, an intermediary object storage medium. So this is in addition to that. So applications that have the need to have really low RTO can use SnapMirror, but other applications which doesn't have that need can continue to use an you know, existing backup and restore Ah, uh, using intermediate object storage. So SnapMirror is additive, but it's a very exciting adi- addition for us.
0: So with the SnapMirror addition, I would imagine you'd have to have the ability to talk to multiple storage systems, right? For for both the replication establishment as well as updating. Um, does it support things like fan out and cascading of SnapMirror, or is it something just that's just like you know source to destination currently?
1: Right now, it's source to destination, but it does uh, it does support across on-prem data centers. We support it across as well as across the cloud and uh, and on-premises using CVO in the cloud and and on tap you know, on-premises. So it's not a new technology for NetApp, but bringing that under the Kubernetes uh, offering, uh, Astra offering is new. As we get more requests from customers on enhancements, we will consider adding. Other capabilities to SnapMirror as desired, we think uh, are uh, based on our the initial responses we have got from customers. Uh, they're very excited to try it on, to try it and give us feedback. So, so it's already you know being better tested uh, even before its release. It has been better tested by a group of customers. So it's very exciting that uh, we have this uh, and this is very unique. Not a lot of competition can do this today, uh, and uh, we think this is uh, going to be a killer feature for us.
0: I mentioned earlier about snapshots and third-party storage. Now, SnapMirror is Mm -hmm. a different story. Um, That's Mm going to be pretty much proprietary to ONTAP. Do we support anything like SnapMirror to S3 where it goes to non-NetApp storage, or is that something that's on the roadmap?
1: So SnapMirror going into non-NetApp storage or SnapMirror going to NetApp storage is definitely on the roadmap. We do offer a way to do backup restore using... Using the object storage, intermediary object storage, which provides you with the same set of capabilities that you want. They may not, may not be as high as low RPO RTO uh, compared to Snap Mirror, but the non NetApp storage provider supported by Astra uh, will support the same set of functionality using the intermediary object storage. And, and a lot of customers actually are okay with not having that high RPO RTO because their, their application simply doesn't need it. Yeah, so I think we, between Snap Mirror, and object storage, intermediate object storage for replication. I think we have got uh, a lot of applications covered.
0: So as far as the SnapMirror piece goes, you know, in in backups in general for Kubernetes storage, I would imagine that this is kind of a new, it's kind of new territory because, you know, uh, containers and that sort of thing were more ephemeral back in the day when they first came out. Now we're looking at more data sets that need to be protected and that sort of thing. So what sort of evolutions do you see coming in the future and you know what sort of workloads fit into that you know evolution where we had to go from not worrying about the data to actually caring?
1: So when Kubernetes was first conceived or what first it first came into light, it was, you know, in general it was being used for stateless applications. By stateless I mean applications that have some config data but not more than that. And and Kubernetes thrived. But Kubernetes is such a flexible and powerful platform that enterprises you know discovered it and said we want to run our apps on this platform because that's kind of how our you know the the entire modern application modernization track is going to be. So as these happen, you know people started you know doing uh, running workloads that include AI, AI, ML uh, databases and data stores. You know, NoSQL data stores on Kubernetes, and these these kind of apps are very data heavy or. Uh, Data centric. As more and more of these applications started coming into Kubernetes, the need for having some sort of solution that that makes them highly available, disaster tolerant, you know, started brewing, and uh, the Kubernetes community did a great job defining and and uh, the CSI interface for consuming storage in a very normalized fashion. But uh, when it came to data services beyond that, you know the community is still working on some of the things that enterprises need. So other vendors are playing in this space and filling out this gap because when you have a lot of application data uh, in a platform, uh, you want to sleep at night well, thinking that it's safe. And if something happens, you have a backup that you can restore from or you can recover if there's a huge disaster. And that's why a solution like Astra is very relevant now as more and more data centric applications move to Kubernetes.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking of this sleep at night and, and feeling secure with your data, the mm-hmm. Snapmirror piece itself is actually pretty secure. You know, for one thing, you're you're not transmitting all the data every time, right? It's just parts of the data that have yeah. changed. And it's done so with a proprietary technology that's gonna be pretty hard to kind of translate what's coming across the wire. Even mm-hmm. so, you've got the TLS 1.2 encryption to protect that anyway. So, so now you've kind of got this, you know, security through obfuscation and then security through encryption. So you've got a, a pretty good peace of mind when you're dealing with replicating these data sets across the wire.
1: That is correct. And customers and enterprises want that, right? So, so that's why Snap Mirror integration has been our number one requested feature from day one that uh, we launched the project and now that it's real you know uh, we are we are really excited to bring this to the market and it's truly one of its kind our competitors who have similar solutions are not there yet with with this kind of integration so we are very happy about it and we think it's going to you know take kubernetes you know stateful kubernetes workloads you know provide stateful kubernetes a, a new level of disaster tolerance and business continuity that people haven't seen before in this space
0: yeah, and aside from the disaster recovery piece, I mean, SnapMirror also offers the ability to give you the you know chance to localize data sets. So if you want to have a local copy of data to another location, you can do a replication over there, and you have that there now. It can be read-only if you want, so you leave the SnapMirror intact so nobody can touch that data. Um, you can also use it for migrations, right? You want to go from one cloud to another, SnapMirror is going to be able to do that for you as well.
1: That is correct, yes. So, yes, it brings in a host of other features that, so far, the Kubernetes community, uh, not community, but, but the Kubernetes users haven't been offered. So, indeed.
0: Yeah, and I think it's very important that they know it's available now, because, I mean, they're, they're used to working in this space where there's just, like, there's no mobility, there's no backup. Now you mm-hmm. have these options.
1: Right, and all of that is brought by Astra in an application-centric manner. So, so you you do this application by application as opposed to just a data volume so that makes it even more powerful
0: so when you say it's application centric and, and you mention it's not just a data volume is it smart enough to grab data sets within a single volume or is it got to be the whole volume
1: the current integration is basically if you look at a kubernetes application you know it can have one or more persistent volumes you know and each of those volumes could have snap meter sessions going to the other one and uh, the way you know, Astra makes sure that they are, you know, they they're snapshotted together and they're replicated together, providing application consistent snapshots and replication. So all of that is orchestrated by Astra, as opposed to the user needing to do that.
0: Yeah, and the good news is, is we have things like Trident to provision volumes in those in those spaces, right? So you can automatically provision volumes and not have to worry so much about doing it yourself. So so tying right. in Trident into that is going to be important.
1: Yeah, and it's all, all of this is actually, Trident plays a major role in all of this. Trident is used for plumbing. Trident enables dynamic uh, persistent volume uh, allocation from storage classes. And Astra basically provides the the end-to-end user experience where you can actually take an application and say, I want this to be replicated, you know, including all of its data to the other cluster. And if there's a DR, you know, I want that application to be restored, including all the data volumes and the Kubernetes objects that make up the application so that the application is instantly operable after a disaster. So you don't have to go and say, oh, I recovered all the data, but where is where are my secrets? Oh, what were my config maps? But where are my stateful sets? All of that is tied together nicely so that you have it ready.
0: Yeah, and when you're dealing with a large Kubernetes deployment you don't want to really worry about all this moving parts so if you have something that can orchestrate all that for you it's going to make your life a lot easier and it's going to reduce the amount of mistakes you make when you're doing something as important as disaster recovery and backup
1: that is true and that's why the whole application aspect of this tied with snap mirror and you know the replication and the fast and efficient replication mechanisms uh they all come very nicely together to work together and help Kubernetes applications achieve the business continuity that was missing so far.
0: All right. So we, we've talked a lot about the SnapMirror aspect and I don't want to make it seem like that's the only thing that's in the new update. Mm-hmm. So let's talk more about what else is available in this update. So what else is new?
1: There's a lot of interesting updates here, but uh, the most important uh, update outside of SnapMirror is another feature that, I haven't said feature, but it's a, it's more than just a feature that our customers have been asking for is AWS support. So we now support Amazon Elastic Kubernetes Service, uh, EKS, which means that if you're running your Kubernetes workloads on EKS, or you can protect them with Astra as long as your storage provider is either EBS, again, uh, speaking to our third-party storage support, or FSX NetApp for ONTAP. So, so we are, we're out of the gate, we are going, We are supporting both FSX NetApp for ONTAP and EBS. So EBS and FSX uh, NetApp for ONTAP are popular storage providers for containerized workloads. So as long as your containerized applications are using those, uh, we can protect them and we can you can easily move them so all of the Astra features that are available for other public clouds and uh, and on premises are now available for AWS EKS users.
0: Are there other Kubernetes orchestrations that are available in addition to that already, or you know, is there is that still to come in later releases?
1: So we already support if you ran you know something like OpenShift or Rancher in AWS and wanted Astra to provide data services for applications running on those clusters we kind of already supported that through our astro control center variant of the product which is self managed but eks is is amazon's fully managed kubernetes service that is now integrated tightly with our astro control service which is our fully managed offering providing very seamless usage and uh, a really enhanced user experience where you just click buttons and set things up and then you know once it's up you know dis- things are discovered and and you can go with that. This was not the case before. We did not support EKS with EBS and FSx and on for on tap before that. So this is truly a new new addition, which again uh, a lot of our customers have have asked for.
0: And what about things like AKS or GKE? Or do we, do we support those with Astra Control Center as well, or is that on the roadmap?
1: Yeah, AKS and GKE are supported already. So Astro Control Service, which is our fully managed version, supports them. We launched Azure Control Service with GKE, and we added support for AKS in Azure. The storage providers that we support for those include Google Persistent Disk and CVS in Google Cloud, and Azure NetApp Files and Azure Disk in Azure. So the AWS is a new addition to our already supported uh, Google and Azure.
0: So are there even any engines that we don't support now? I mean, I, I feel like that's all the major ones. Are there any that we're missing?
1: I think between Astra Control Service and Astra Control S- uh, Center, I would say we have support for all popular Kubernetes platforms. So this includes obviously AKS, GKE, EKS, VMware, Tanzu, OpenShift by Red Hat, and Rancher. We obviously support community Kubernetes, so upstream Kubernetes if you download. So between those seven. Our eight Kubernetes platforms, I think we have got the most popular platforms covered.
0: All right. So, um, you know, you mentioned, we mentioned Azure a little bit in, in the AKS piece. Is oh. there anything that we're doing new with Azure in the marketplace?
1: Yeah. For the first time, Astra Control Service is now available in the Azure marketplace for procurement. So that's something that we added in this update. So you can now buy Astra Control directly from the marketplace. This was not possible before so it makes for a much more frictionless buying experience so, so we're very excited about that in addition to that in this release i just want to mention that we have this concept of execution hooks in the product or the service which helps you to kind of query and queries databases and things like that uh, we have had those hooks only for snapshotting so that you know one can take application consistent snapshots uh, but now we enhance that framework to add that extensibility or hook capability for backup and restore operations, right? So now we have more comprehensive though this allows you to basically go and you know specify custom actions uh, in form of a script or something that you want to do when when you try to take a backup of a database. So to add more to this, we did more than than just enhance the execution hooks and expanded their usage to to backup and restore actions. We actually launched an open source project, which provides additional tooling for cloud-native, very popular cloud-native applications. So so if you're looking to protect applications like Cassandra, Elasticsearch, MariaDB, MySQL, MongoDB, PostgreSQL, Uh, pg-sql redis uh, and kafka we have actually launched an open source project which has custom actions that you would want to take uh, in in conjunction with astra control to protect them this this open source project is called verda spelled v-e-r-d-a and we have launched it with all the applications i talked about the protection policy for all of these applications is not a hook or a script it could be something else that you need to do. And we have tried to document all such steps. And our plan is to kind of curate, this, test, and, and continue growing this uh, Varda project so that we can get, you know, for lack of a better word, recipes for protecting popular cloud-native applications as they show up because every application is different. They need to do something else. When it comes to a database or a data store, it could be quiescing and unquiescing or freezing and unfreezing, but that's not the case with something like Kafka or Jenkins. So our approach is to kind of keep expanding this project and provide custom actions for popular cloud native applications so that customers can use that as a reference when they go and adopt one of these cloud native applications and, and want to protect them.
0: Does this project integrate with things that people might be using today, such as like Puppet or Ansible, that sort of thing? Or is it its own standalone thing?
1: Uh, it's currently a standalone thing, but uh, what we have on the roadmap is to make it extremely easy from Aster Control to basically populate its uh, Aster Control already has a framework for execution hooks that I talked about, and it will make it extremely easy and will make it extremely easy to choose your execution hooks or select your execution hooks or scripts from this repository of hooks so that you don't have to kind of, you know, download a hook and upload, et cetera. So we will make it uh, very automated and seamless. So, so customers can just say, Oh, I want the execution hook for my year. Now has this word, the project, you know, I can pick it up from here and, uh, and I can apply it. So that's kind of what the plan is currently. So we'll see how it goes.
0: So I, I want to go back and touch a little bit about the Azure marketplace. Cause I don't think you, you quite, um, made mm-hmm. everyone made everyone feel like how how important and how big it is to get into the Azure marketplace cuz from my from what I understand it's hard to get into mm-hmm. that <laughs> it's a very exclusive club so it, how how long would you say we've been working on that
1: yeah so that's actually uh, thanks uh, Justin for kind of giving me an opportunity to address that yes so we have been working on it for the actual technical work you know four months whatever to get all the APIs integrated but but there's a whole biz dev phase before that where you kind of have to convince Microsoft on why we want to do this. What is in it for them? What is in it for us? And that takes a long time. So being in the marketplace is valuable. It's a lot more visibility. Anybody who's coming to the Azure marketplace and looking for a Kubernetes application protection and mobility solution now will have an, another option. But it took a while to make it happen. But I think our engineering team, you know, they did a great job uh, rising up to the occasion getting all of the integration done which includes billing integration a lot of work in the product went in that is not necessarily any core product feature but you know end to end workflows on how somebody will come to the azure marketplace and and consume astra from there and get set up with a subscription and uh, get start getting charged so there's a lot of uh, thought that went in into how those workflows would work out
0: and it really just underscores the partnership that NetApp has with cloud providers like <laughs> Azure, right? I mean, it's just huge.
1: Yes. Yeah, that is true. I mean, NetApp's uh that way is in a unique position. It has great relationships and partnerships with all the three, you know, major public clouds out there. And working in NetApp, we closely collaborate with, you know, all of them, and it's great to see this collaboration take root in various products within and across NetApp, across the breadth and the depth of the portfolio. And this is not something this is not easy as you said before right it it takes time years to work these partnerships to the point where you are a trusted partner and work with these public cloud giants or, or hyperscalers for years where they trust you and give you you know some of this let's say things that are not easy to get you know you have to earn their trust and and be a great partner to be able to get some of these so indeed you know this is uh, this pretty Unique about here at NetApp where it has got such a great relationship with all three hyperscalers.
0: We've covered SnapMirror, um, we've covered mm-hmm. the Mar- Azure Marketplace, mm-hmm. we've covered Project Virta. um So, mm-hmm. what else is there in the new update? Is there anything else that we need to know about?
1: Yeah, sure. We talked about the AWS EKS integration so oh, yeah, earlier on. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's one too, and uh, I think uh, yes, there. Are, there's always other small things that we worked on made the UI much more usable it has a dark mode now there's another interesting feature in the ui where when you're taking a backup um, you know it actually shows you the percent completion like how far you have backed up so you have a good idea how much of the backup has been done and how much is still remaining the same applies to restore so so there's a lot of those kind of things that have gone in, which is like makes the user experience really good. And we are continuously kind of striving to make, make the user experience even better. You know, So I think our UX team did a great job polishing the interface and, and get it, getting it more intuitive. And we get kudos from our customers all the time about you know, how, how great the UI is and how intuitive it is and how they didn't have to type 25 commands in a command line. <laughs> to get a DR session going across two namespaces, right? So that is something that is very unique to Astra. It's extremely intuitive. You don't have to be Kubernetes savvy to use it. If you kind of know around to Kubernetes a little bit, you'll be able to use it. it. It it abstracts out all those details that makes Kubernetes very sometimes scary. But here with Astra, you can, you know, obviously Astra has the expert API mod. So you can obviously you know code up all the workflows you want that you want to invoke before a disaster after a disaster you know things like that but for somebody who is not so kubernetes savvy and has limited experience Astra is not difficult you know it's it's extremely easy to use it's intuitive you go to the console and things are laid out very nicely you can have a look at it and and mostly you know understand what the portal is showing etc because we understand that overall you know kubernetes application data can be very daunting for people to grok.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's a lot more they have to worry about than just trying to figure out how to navigate yet another right. portal. Sounds like we've covered pretty much everything there is, uh, you know, outside of the small things that, you know, maybe aren't as important to cover. But um, if, if I wanted to find more information about the new Astra control release, where would I find mm. that?
1: Our portal is uh, cloud.netapp.com slash Astra dash control. Again, it's cloud.netapp.com slash astra dash control. From there, you know you can we can actually sign up and start using Astra right away with the free trial, or you can read up on the blogs. You know you can read up on on the reference architectures and other materials that we have on it. You can look up customer references. So so there's a lot of things that's going on there. So that's your starting point from then on, you know, obviously you can branch off into different parts, but we always try to keep that fresh. There's a lot of great blog content there. we're constantly making sure that, you know, every new feature that we introduce, we, we put in videos, we uh, demo videos, we put in blogs uh, and a lot of those things.
0: Yeah. And we'll we'll also have another podcast covering uh, the, the Astro control piece with, you know, a customer angle uh, coming up in the Mm -hmm. the coming weeks. So, stay tuned to that space here. Yeah. And we'll add all these links to the blog as well. Um, so is there anything else you want to add before we head out?
1: So it was great speaking here, Justin. So as always, you know, um, I think for folks who are listening to this podcast, please give the latest update of Astra a try and check out our SnapMirror capabilities or AWS capabilities, depending upon uh, if you're using Astra Control Service or Astra Control Center and give us feedback because we'd like to hear from them
0: all right and the, the feedback portion is also in the portal as well
1: yeah so if you if you are using Astra control service you should be able to just go when you have the free version you'll be able to create support tickets or we have slack channels or discord channels that you can use to give us feedback which we actually respond to pretty quickly so even though you may be just trying it out and not uh, a paying customer we take all of the feedback very seriously
0: Well, Cheyenne, thanks so much for joining us today and uh, talking to us all about the new Azure Control updates. Again, if we wanted to reach you, how do we do that?
1: My email address is Cheyennes at NetApp.com. It's S-A-Y-A-N-S at NetApp.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, so you can message me on LinkedIn. Uh, Thank you again, Justin. Uh, It was great.
0: Yep, thank you. And again, we'll, we'll include these contact informations in the blog right that music tells me it's time to go if you'd like to get in touch with us send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp as always if you'd like to subscribe find us on itunes spotify google play iHeartRadio, soundcloud stitcher or via techontappodcast.com if you like the show today leave us a review on behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team i'd like to thank Shine and Shaw for joining us today as always thanks for listening